0: Yeah, I'm Jim Nolan. I'm a private investigator working for my dad's firm in Boston. Perhaps you've heard of dad, Albert Nolan. A lot of his cases were written up in PI Magazine. He and Gladys, that's my mother, have been running this office since I was in high school. Now dad is missing. He hasn't returned from investigating the Laurel case up in Maine. I've come back to work with mom until he returns. He will return. I will find him. It's only a matter of time.
1: Audio is proud to present Jim Nolan, Private Eye. Episode 10 is entitled, Dead Air.
2: Okay, everybody out there in Beantown, that was the Longshoreman with Maybe Tonight, this week's number one requested song here on WZLW. I hope you remember to put aside some cash for some new carpeting, folks, because I'm sure you're all going to cut a rug dancing to that one, yes siree. Well, my producer tells me that we have a caller on the request line, so let's see who it is. Hello there, this is Billy Wilde, and you're on WZLW, your home for Boston's best jazz. What's your name, friend?
3: I don't tell you my name
2: a man a mystery huh <laughs> look out lieutenant Columbo. okay pal no names what song can i play for you this afternoon mystery man
3: i'm going to kill myself
2: oh <laughs> what a downer i've never heard that song before could you possibly hum a few bars
3: it's not a song i'm going to kill myself today real soon i've got a gun right here would you like me to do it on the air
1: A prank phone call or a call for help, who knows? You have to take such calls seriously. This suicide must be prevented, but how? The caller on the request line is only a voice on the telephone. No one knows who he is or where he's calling from. How can he be saved before he fires a bullet and ends his life? Fortunately someone at WZLW knows of a detective agency that can help. We'll be right back to see how Jim Nolan becomes involved in his latest case, Dead Air.
4: stations of all the radio stations in Boston that this guy could have picked to call to commit on-air suicide. He has to pick mine. Mine! Mine! What have I done wrong, Linda? Tell me, what have I done wrong?
5: What are you going to do, Mr. Franklin?
4: What can I do? Billy's talking to him right now, but he's just a kid who works cheap. I don't even remember if he graduated from high school. Oh, one year until retirement. And now this. Did you call the police? I did. They're on their way. I spoke with Lieutenant Carmichael. He said they can set up equipment to trace the call, but it will take time. Time is the one thing I don't think this guy has.
5: We can't let him kill himself on the air.
4: Don't you think I know that? I've told Billy to keep him talking. We have to keep him talking. If he's talking, he's not shooting. Chuck called me a minute ago from the control room. Some people are hearing what's happening on the radio and calling the switchboard to ask what's happened to the music. Can you
1: believe it? People.
4: I'm telling you, if Billy doesn't talk this guy out of killing himself, my career is over. I can picture it now. Oh, you're the suicide guy, the station owners will say during my interviews. I'll be lucky to get a job managing a 5,000 water in Podunk, Alabama. I wonder how Billy's doing.
2: So how about this weather? Pretty nice, huh?
3: Yeah, pretty nice.
4: Geez, next he'll be asking the guy what his sign is. Oh, this guy had to call in during Billy's shift. Do you
5: think that one of the other docs would be handling this better?
4: Come to think of it, yeah, probably not. Oh, We need help big time.
5: I've got it. Why didn't I think of her before?
4: Her who?
5: Gladys Nolan. Who? We grew up together. I haven't spoken with her in a while. How can she help us? She opened up a private detective agency with her husband. I'll bet you he could help. I can't remember the name of their business.
4: Come on, Linda.
5: Give me the yellow pages. They must be listed in there. Let's see. There it is. Nolan Investigations. They're over on Devonshire
4: Street. That's pretty close. Should I call her? It's worth a try. I'll try anything at this point. If this friend of yours can prevent this guy from killing himself on the air, I'll give her, uh, I'll give her a guest spot on the weekend.
6: Nolan Investigations, may I help you?
5: Is this Gladys Nolan?
6: Yes, it is.
5: Gladys, this is Linda Royce. I don't know if you remember me.
6: Yes, Linda, of course I do. We grow up in the same neighborhood.
5: I'm so sorry. We fell out of touch.
6: Those things happen sometimes. Where are you working now?
5: Get on with it, Linda. Who was that? That was my boss.
6: Where are you working?
5: At WZLW.
6: You work for a radio station? Are you on the air?
5: (laughs) No, I'm strictly behind the scenes.
6: Oh, how exciting.
5: A little too exciting, actually. That's why I'm calling you. I need your help.
6: What do you mean?
5: Do you have your radio on?
6: No, I don't.
5: Here's our problem in a nutshell. Someone called into the request line about five minutes ago. He says he's going to kill himself. Maybe on the air. Oh, dear. I was hoping that your husband, that detective, might be able to help us prevent this suicide from happening.
6: I'm afraid that Albert is unavailable at the moment, but my son Jim is here. He's a private investigator as well. I certainly can ask him.
5: Oh, could you please? And please hurry. I don't know how long we can keep this caller from pulling the trigger.
6: I'll be quick, but it might take a couple of minutes. Hold on.
0: Birthday, Jim, tell me Jim! Take it easy, Mom. I'm right here. What's the problem?
6: First of all, you're going to shatter the windows with that voice of yours.
0: Very funny. Ha ha.
6: Plus, a friend of mine needs your help. Is she pretty? Jim. I'm
0: sorry. Where is she?
6: She's on hold.
0: What's the problem?
6: Put on your radio. Why? Trust me, put on WZLW.
0: The jazz station?
2: So, are you into sports at
3: all, caller? This town has some great teams. I've never been a big sports guy. Why do you want to talk about sports at a time like this? I told you why I'm calling.
2: I thought it would be interesting. I just thought it would be...
0: What's with all the blabber? Did they change their format? They all talk now? I thought they played jazz.
6: They do. That's the problem my friend's calling about. The second voice you heard.
0: The one who said he wasn't a big sports guy?
6: Right. Linda, my friend Linda Royce, she works at the station. She said that he called in on the request line to say that he was going to kill himself. On the air? That seems to be his intention. She was hoping that you could stop him. Me? How could I do that? I don't know. Can't you think of something?
0: I... I'm not sure. Uh, Um... uh. What do they know about the caller that might help trace him?
6: I don't know. Maybe you ought to ask Linda. She's on hold on line one.
5: Linda? This is Jim Nolan. Can you help us, Mr. Nolan?
0: Please? I can try.
5: Oh, I knew you would. Gladys always spoke so highly of you.
0: Good for her. What do we know about the caller?
5: You know, I think I'd better put Mr. Franklin on. He's the station manager.
0: If you think he'd be the best person to speak with, sure. I'll hold.
5: Mr. Franklin, it's Jim Nolan, of Nolan Investigations.
4: This is Pete Franklin, Mr. Nolan.
0: Call me Jim, Mr. Franklin.
4: And I'm Pete.
0: What can you tell me about the caller? I heard that he phoned in and said he was going to kill himself on the air?
4: That's right. Just like that. Plain as day. He said he was going to shoot himself... He wanted to know if we'd like him to do it on the air. Can you believe that?
0: Have you called the police?
4: I did. I spoke with Lieutenant Carmichael.
0: He's a good man. If anyone can help you, he can.
4: They're on the way to the station, but the lieutenant said it'll take time to set up the equipment to trace the call.
0: I hope they hurry. We don't have much time to spare. What's the caller's name?
4: He didn't say.
0: Did someone ask him?
4: Billy, the DJ asked him as soon as he called in. He refused to give his name.
0: He's talking to him now. That's the right thing to do. Pete, this caller could be anywhere. We have to narrow it down if we stand even a chance of finding him before it's too late. What kind of area does your signal cover?
4: We can be heard in all of Massachusetts and some other parts of New England.
0: We can't search the entire state... If we're going to find this guy, we need something more to go on. Like what? Anything specific. Maybe I should come over there.
4: How long would that take you?
0: Ten, maybe fifteen minutes. Uh, But I hate to lose
6: that time.
4: So would I. Is there a way that I could talk to the caller?
6: Good idea, Jim.
4: I'm afraid not. Our equipment isn't designed to do that.
0: Can you... Talk to the DJ while he's on the air?
4: Talk to Billy? Sure. Uh, I can do that from the control room through Billy's headset.
0: The caller won't hear you?
4: No, just Billy.
0: Get over there as fast as you can and then get back in the line with me. If we're going to save this guy, we're going to have to do it together. You and Billy are going to be my voice.
1: (laughs)
4: Okay, Jim. I'm in the control booth now. Just a second. Billy, can you hear me? He's giving me the thumbs up. We're all set.
0: Have the police arrived yet?
4: Not yet. I left word with Linda to bring them to the control room as soon as they do. Good. Let me know when they get there. I will. Now, the way I
0: see it, the DJ, you said his name is Billy? Yes, Billy Wilde. Billy Wilde?
4: That's his DJ name. His real name is William O'Hanlon Jones.
0: We'll stick with Billy. He's going to have to find out anything personal about this guy. He's been keeping him talking, which is good. But we're not going to learn anything that can help us track this guy down with Billy and him engaging in small talk. What
4: should I tell him to try to find out? Let's start with the guy's name. But he already said no to that.
0: Try again. Billy has been talking to him for a while now. Maybe the guy will trust him enough to tell him his name at least.
2: And so, Caller, I came here from a gig at a rock and roll station in Pennsylvania. I'm telling you, that station was so small.
3: Why are you telling me this?
2: Just chatting, you know. I I like talking with you. So, Caller, look, buddy, could I have your name, please? It's weird talking with someone without knowing his name.
3: I said I don't want to tell you. If I tell you my name, someone might find out where I am and try to stop me from using this gun.
2: How about a first name? No one can track you down by your first name.
3: Well, I I guess not. The name's Arnie.
2: Good to talk with you, Arnie. What's that short for, Arnold?
3: It's not short for anything. It's just Arnie.
2: If you say so, Arnie, you can call me Billy. And now, to get back to that little station in Pennsylvania I worked at.
6: I've got the radio on in my office. Good job, Jim. It's a start. You never know
0: what little bit of information might help. Did you hear that, Jim? I did. We need to find out where he is. We can't search the entire state in summer New England for him with only a first name. Tell Billy to find that out. How? He talks for a living, doesn't he? Tell him to ad lib Arnie told him his first name. He must trust him a little bit by now.
2: I'm telling you, Arnie, I love the weather we've been having here lately. Not too cold, not too hot. Nice.
3: It sure has been nice.
2: I love the change of seasons we get here in Boston. Sure, sometimes all that snow can be a real pain in the butt, but it doesn't last long. I couldn't take one kind of weather all the
3: time. Some place like Florida is hot all the time. Not my kind of place. I've got a sister down there. I've visited her a few times. I don't know how she stands the heat.
2: Yes, I sure do love living in Boston.
3: So do I.
0: least we know he's in town. That limits it somewhat.
4: All we have to do now is find every old guy named Arnie who lives in Boston.
0: You said old. Does he sound like an old guy to you?
4: Well, he does from here. Is that not coming over the radio? Not really. He mentioned a sister in Florida. I wonder if she lives there or if she retired to there. A lot of people I know have retired to Florida.
0: Maybe he's an older man, Pete.
4: Could his age help us track him down?
0: Maybe. Maybe. Do
2: you like the music we play here on WZLW Radio, Arnie?
3: It's okay. At least it's not that rock and roll junk. Yuck.
2: Not a big fan of that kind of music, are you?
3: it's like fingernails on a blackboard to me and i'm telling you billy ten years from now no one will remember this elvis preston guy presley whatever his name is
2: you may be right so you like the jazz tunes instead huh
3: they're better than that rock and roll you know young man you and yours really miss some great tunes the big bands now there was music you could really dance to. People like Tommy Dorsey, he could play.
2: I agree with you there. You called me young man, Arnie. <laughs> Aren't you? I'm younger than some and older than others. How old do you think I am?
3: Around 20, I'd say.
2: You wouldn't be far off. I'm 21.
3: 21. Jeez, to be 21 again. I'm three times your age, sonny boy.
2: Get out of here. You're 63?
3: Well, I will be in December.
2: You don't sound a day over 40.
4: Jim, the police just arrived. They're starting to set up their equipment.
0: Is Lieutenant Carmichael with them?
4: Let me ask. Excuse me. Is one of you gentlemen Lieutenant Carmichael? That would be me. Jim Nolan for you, Lieutenant. Jim, what's up?
0: Are you involved in this, too?
4: Hello, Lieutenant.
0: Someone at the station is an old friend of Mom. She called here to get help. We've gotten some information about the caller, but Pete can tell you about that. I'll take any help I can get. Jim. Jim. We're going to need the phone for a minute or two to set up the tracing equipment. Pete or I will have to call you back. I'll be here. What's going on? Carmichael and the police have arrived. They need the station's phone for a couple of minutes. I'll get a call back when they're done setting up the tracing equipment.
6: I can't help but wonder why a 63-year-old man would want to kill himself. He should be getting ready to retire and enjoy life for a change. Why
0: do you think he's contemplating suicide?
6: Oh, I don't know. There could be any number of reasons. Like what? Any of life's stresses, I suppose. Work, family, his wife, if he has one, money, bills, health. It could be any combination of those.
0: By the age of 63, you'd think he'd have what he could control under control, wouldn't you?
6: I suppose so.
0: It must be something that he has no control over then. Like his health or his job.
6: That would make sense. I wonder if he's married. He hasn't mentioned a wife, and I think we would have heard from her by now if she were around.
0: Unless she's working or off at the market or something. He wouldn't kill himself with anyone around to witness it. Almost every suicide I've read about, the person waited until he was alone. Pete?
4: I'm back, Jim. The equipment is set up. They're almost ready to turn it on.
0: Good. Uh, Pete, Mom and I were talking. We figure that Arnie must be contemplating suicide because something that's out of his control. Maybe something that happened suddenly.
4: It makes sense. Sudden stuff, huh? You mean like, like health problems? Work problems? Stuff like that?
0: Right. Tell Billy to play up Arnie's age. He said he was almost 63. Mention his upcoming retirement. See if he's married. Maybe he can even find out where Arnie's working.
4: we Will do.
2: So you're almost 63, Arnie? I can't believe it.
3: I wouldn't lie to you, Billy. I don't think I've told a lie in my life.
2: Good for you. I can't make that same boast myself. You must be getting ready for retirement, huh? You and Mrs. Arnie? You mentioned not liking Florida's hot weather. Isn't that where people usually go to retire?
3: There is... is no Mrs. Arnie, Billy. I lost her a few years ago.
2: I'm very sorry to hear that.
3: You know, I believe you really are sorry.
2: Of course I am. Still, you must be getting ready to retire on your own?
3: I thought I was. Until yesterday.
2: What happened yesterday?
3: Nah, you don't want to know. Why should I bother you with the troubles of an old man? You've got your whole life ahead of you. You don't want to hear about my problems.
2: I do want to know, Arnie. I really do. Let's talk about it.
3: You wouldn't know this yet because you're still a young pup. The world isn't fair, kid. You work for a company most of your life, and they give you the boot. Cutbacks, Mr. Tachi says. We're losing money. We're going to have to let you go, Arnie. No goodbye party. No gold watch. Nothing.
2: You're right. That's not fair.
3: You're darn tooting. It isn't fair. What did you do for a living? I was a truck driver. Perfect driving record for more than 30 years, and now this. It makes you wonder what the world is coming to. Don't get old, Billy. It's not worth it.
6: This might be a gym. The Tachi Trucking Company. That must be the place Arnie worked for.
0: They'd know where he lives. Them, mom
6: but you're on the phone
0: i can't hang up on pete franklin go into the hall knock on the doors and borrow somebody's phone we have to find arnie while it still matters
6: i'm back sorry it took so long i must have knocked on half a dozen doors before someone answered What did you find out? I got in touch with Mr. Tachi, who owns the trucking company. They just had a big layoff because the company's not doing well. Over 20 people lost their jobs, but only one Arnie. His full name is Arnie Statler. Here's his address. I hope he's calling from home.
0: Good work, Mom. We may save this guy yet. Pete, put Lieutenant Carmack on the line. I think we know where Arnie is.
3: It's been nice talking, but I've got something to do. It's getting late. Don't do it, Arnie. Please. Why not?
2: Think about all you have to live for. All the people you'd be leaving behind.
3: No one to leave behind, Billy. I'm an only child. My Vera is dead. And we never had any kids. Nobody will care. I'll care. (laughs) That's awfully nice of you. You're a good kid. You've made an old man's last half hour on the earth kind of nice. You'll get over it. Besides, you've got a job to do, and I'm keeping you from spinning your records. Your listeners aren't tuning in to hear some old coot babble on about how horrible life can be. They want their jazz music.
2: They can wait.
3: It's time to get ready, Billy. I've got everything I need. I've repaired it all in advance. I may as well get started. You know what that sound is? I don't. That's the hammer of the gun. The pointy bit in the back that goes click, click. It's working fine. And I've got a nice new box of bullets. Can you hear them? Let me fill up the chambers. There we are. All done. Now, I'll give it a good spin. There. All set. It's amazing how easy that was to prepare. It hardly took any time at all. I was thinking of only using one bullet. You know, Russian roulette style. But I figured that I might as well get the job done right the first time. My dad always said that. Do the job right, son.
2: Arnie, please don't do this. I've enjoyed talking with you so much. And we've never even met. We should have lunch together. My treat.
3: Thanks, Billy Boy. But, no. I don't want you wasting your money on an old man. You go spend it on some pretty girl. I'll be... What the? What the? You can't do this! Put down you the gun! Stop, me. sir! This is my choice. Mine, but I. Lo-
2: Arnie, Arnie, are you all right?
0: He's okay, kid. The gun discharged
4: into the wall. We got him just in time.
6: And so it is my extreme pleasure to award the Certificate of Merit to Mr. James Nolan and Mrs. Gladys Nolan of Nolan Investigations for their invaluable assistance in saving the life of Mr. Arnold Statler. And it's signed by the governor and dated. That's nice. Why'd they have to put James? It's an official document. They're always formal. I suppose so. I heard that Billy, Linda, and Pete Franklin also got certificates.
0: I'd rather have been paid, of course, but this is good,
6: too. James Michael Nolan.
0: I'm just being honest. You and Dad always taught me to be honest.
6: I know, but think of all the publicity. Have you seen the write-ups in the papers? Yeah, they were nice.
0: Even Joe Childress wrote a complimentary article, and he still saw about me about the Landau case back in October. I hope those write-ups pan out into
6: some paying cases. We should frame this certificate and hang it on the wall.
0: Put it right by the door, where everyone who comes in will see it.
6: Good thinking.
0: Oh, I I forgot to tell you. Carmichael called a little while ago. Arnie Statler's going to be looked at by some of the best doctors in town. If anyone can help him get his act together, they can.
6: Wonderful. So, what do you think I should play? Play? On the radio. You've lost me. P. Franklin told Linda that if you and I helped save Arnie's life, they'd let me spin some records on WZLW.
0: No kidding. You on the radio? Are you really going to do it?
6: Sure, it'll be fun.
0: If you say so.
6: All we have to do is figure out a time that works for both of us. Pete's going to give me an hour-long spot on a weekend, even though it will only be a one-time thing. It'll be interesting. Have a blast. So what should I play? I get to pick all the records. Play something quiet. Very funny. Ha ha.
0: How about Simon and Garfunkel's The Sounds of Silence? Jim. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't resist. You know, I was just thinking about something. What's that? The case is solved, Arnie's alive, and I never even left the office. We did the whole thing by phone. What's your point? All these years, Dad and I have been gumshoeing it around Boston solving cases when I could have just phoned it in. Think of how much easier it would have been on my back and my shoes, not to mention my feet.
6: But not your belly. Hey,
0: that's not a nice thing to say.
6: Sorry. Especially
0: on the night Trudy is taking me out for my birthday dinner.
6: That's right. Where are you going?
0: I forget. She picked it. Shea something, rather.
6: It sounds French.
0: It could be. She likes that kind of stuff. I hope they don't have snails. I don't like snails.
6: So don't order them.
0: Even looking at them gives me the willies. Yik Yick. <music>
6: Mom! Mom! Open up! I'm coming!
0: I'm sorry to wake you.
6: What is it, Jimmy? What's wrong?
0: Plenty.
6: Did something go wrong at
0: your birthday dinner? You could say that. I think so anyway. Do you still have that
6: letter? Which letter? Which letter? Jam. It's 3.15 in the morning. My brain isn't quite up to snuff before it gets coffee. I'm sorry.
0: I-, I mean the letter from Dad. The one we got at Ted Steiner.
6: Of course I do. It's in my nightstand.
0: I need to see it. Now? Right now.
6: Sure. Come with me.
0: Oh, no. I think I'm right.
6: About what?
0: You remember how the envelope was addressed with just one word. Nolan?
6: Of course I do. The letter was in Albert's penmanship, but the envelope wasn't.
0: And Lieutenant Carmichael thought the other hand looked feminine?
6: That's right. He did.
0: I can't believe I never noticed this. How could I not see it? Hell of a detective I am! What, Jim? At dinner tonight, Trudy gave me this card, see?
6: It's very nice. Lots of hearts and flowers.
0: Open it. Read what you wrote.
6: Oh, I can't. It's personal.
0: It's okay, Mom.
6: Happy birthday to the most wonderful man in the world. I can't wait to be Mrs. Jim Nolan.
0: Do you see it? Do
6: you? See what? I'm still kind of foggy.
0: Trudy's handwriting! I've seen it dozens of times and I never made the connection. Maybe I didn't want to. Look. she wrote Nolan on the card. It matches the handwriting on the envelope that Dad's letter came in.
6: It does, which means that... Exactly.
0: Trudy is somehow involved in Dad's disappearance.
1: special thanks to our regular cast members. Russell Gold as Jim Nolan, Joyce Bender as Gladys Nolan, Brian Bedard as Lieutenant Walter Carmichael, and Katie Daynert as the narrator. And to our guest stars, Victor Gates as Billy Wild, Mike Walton as Arnie Statler, Jim Patton as Pete Franklin, and Nay Marie as Linda Royce. Jim Nolan Private Eye was created by Mike Murphy and Arlene Osborne. Dead Air was written by Mike Murphy. The Jim Nolan Private Eye theme was composed and performed by Vivian Dosko. Please hear more of her wonderful music at myspace.com slash Vivian Dosko. That's V-I-V-I-A-N-D-O-S-K-O-W. Producer Captain John Tadrzak, Assistant Producer Mike Murphy, Mixer John Specht, Editor Arlene Osborne, Webmaster April Sadowski. We would also like to thank Captain John Tadrzak of Misfits Audio for airing this show. Mike Murphy, the author of this story, gratefully acknowledges the continued help of Arlene Osborne in the betterment of his scripts. This production is for enjoyment purposes only. I'm your narrator, Katie Dainert. This is an original production by Misfits Audio, copyright 2010.